0: Welcome to the Balance CEO Podcast, where we have authentic conversations celebrating the successes of being an entrepreneur while acknowledging the challenges along the way. Join us every other Wednesday as we talk about all things business and life. Nothing is off limits. Here's your hosts, Askar, Sarah Lee, Taylor, and Erin. Hello, CEOs. I hope you are having a wonderful day. Welcome to the Balanced Podcast. I'm Askar. Leese, I'm Aaron. And I'm Taylor. And we are anchors. Today, we will be discussing how to make boss moves. So let's get started. First of all, I want to open up the floor and I want to hear all your opinions on what is boss moves. Or better yet, how do people make boss moves? Sarah Leese, what do you think on boss
1: moves? Yeah, I think that... Making boss moves is just being in a position of planning. It's thinking ahead. It's thinking about what you want to accomplish for your business and having confidence in yourself to know that you'll be able to make it to your end goal. Or if it's not an end goal, at least you have a direction and you're just creating the path as you go.
2: I think that's so true, Sarah-Lise. And to me, like, I think Boss Moves is very much focused on doing what's best for your business and then with that, like, what's best for you, what's best for your mental health, what's best for your customers and your employees, and just trying to make the best moves for all of those things. What about you, Taylor? I agree. I think making Boss Moves is you
3: doing what you feel is the best thing for you, your business, and your employees. Now, whether you have it all figured out right now, or if you have an idea and you want to try it, making the boss move to try it and figure out if it is going to work in the long term or setting that goal to try it out for like maybe a week or a month or even just having people take a survey to see if it's something that you should even pursue is Mm -hmm. the boss moves that you can do.
0: Yeah. And all of those are such great definitions. And I love how we're able to take the different boss moves to different avenues. And you see it to be a boss basically means something different to everyone. And I think as an entrepreneur, you have to, in your own strength and self, be able to define what does making boss moves means to you and how can you execute those steps efficiently so that it can better your business, your employees, and the long-term goals that you have for your business. As we mentioned today, we're going to share a couple of steps with you on how to make some general boss moves to get you started on that road to being the boss CEO that you are. Firstly, I think that vision and focus are key. Before you could take any and start doing any boss moves, you need to have vision and focus. And vision is, sim- is like making a vision board. It's simple. Relative to your business, and life too. And the thing I like about boss move is like you, this is not just for your business. You could use some of these steps that we're about to share, implement them in your own personal and professional life as well. So when it comes to vision, it's so important that you write it down and make it plain. Whatever you have the vision and long-term goal for your business or for your life, write it down on a piece of paper. Or what I do is that I take post-it notes and I put it on my mirror. So you could see it somewhere every day And that could remind you of where you're going. And relative to focus, when it says focus is when you see that vision, create a plan where you can implement the vision. And you have to be realistic. Like, I'm not going to say I want anchors to get $10,000 and then my staff are unrealistic. Like, I'm going to move for five years. (laughs) Like, based on your vision, Set plans and goals that are realistic to implementing those visions, that particular vision in particular. I think it's really being able to, when it comes to business, whatever vision you have for your business, do some research on your business, do some research on think competition, do some research on that vision itself, and then create a plan that will help you to focus based upon the goals and the step that you have set. And also, One thing I think about vision is when we have a vision, we don't celebrate ourselves. You have to be willing to sell every single time you are able to accomplish a particular goal that gets you closer to achieving that vision. Celebrate yourself. It doesn't mean that you got to spend $10,000 and go to the Maldives, something that I would personally do, but I know as an entrepreneur that I can't do right now. But you could take yourself to Starbucks, get yourself a coffee if you're on a budget, get a massage, buy some new pairs of shoes. Just set milestones to celebrate the goals that you achieve as you go on to execute the steps for your vision, okay? So that's my thing. Vision and focus, I believe, is first because once you have that, everything else will fall into place. It is the first pillar to help you set the foundation of you being the ultimate boss that you need to be. The next step, I believe Erin's gonna tell us more.
2: Yeah, no, everything you said, I completely agree with, Askar That's so great. So for me like you have to acknowledge that like when you finish something it's not going to be perfect you have to you're going to have to go back you're going to have to make revisions and even when you think like i've done all these things and I, i'm done i'm for sure done like you're not going to be done and that's that can be really hard to accept and so for me like i'm talking about this from the perspective of designing just in case you didn't know or didn't remember i designed the marketing and social media for anchors So I spend a lot of time just on different design programs, designing different things. And then during our meetings, like I have to go and I pitch these things. And I have to know that when I bring these into the meetings, like sometimes they're not going to hit and that's fine. And I think sometimes certainly for me, I can be trying to begin to create these things. And sometimes, you know, you hit these creative blocks and it's important to, you have to figure out how to get past these. Look at inspiration go to Pinterest boards. And even if you can't like get to that creative point, and again, this applies to everything, not just design, but like I said, I'm speaking from that perspective. Even if you can't get to that creative point, come up with something that's bare bones, like make something that you know you can go back to in a day or two and be like, oh, okay, like my creative juices are flowing, like I can figure this out. And so then like I go in and I pitch this idea and you like take the feedback. You can't go in expecting it to be perfect, expecting it to hit, take it, even if it's like, sometimes it's hard to hear and you just, you, you got to take it. You got to work with it and take a day or two, wrap your head around it and then put your head down and go figure it out. So, I mean, it, I was actually, I was listening to something the other day. It was somebody was talking about writing for a TV show and he said that anytime something that he created that would get cut for budget reasons, instead of being really upset and frustrated that this really good piece of work that he thought was going to like make the show got cut, he said, fine, I'm going to write something that's going to be so much better. This is going to be the clip that gets put on YouTube that gets millions of views. That's how I'm going to look at it. And I thought, that's how, that's how I want to look at revisions. I, I, I can't look at them as, I thought this was my best and people didn't like it. Look at it as, as, an, as a chance to be better. And so then just Acknowledging this and going into your work going, Yeah, it's not gonna be perfect. You can't you can't be perfect the first time. And if you can't, you know what? Good for you. But you're gonna have to do revisions. And even after you think you've perfected it, you're probably not done. Like there's a reason we see people rebrand. Your brand, your work, everything's gonna grow with your audience. Your tastes will change. So are theirs. And so basically your work, it's it's never done. And just go into it knowing that. So yeah. Does anybody else have anything to add to that?
1: Yeah, Erin, I think that that was excellent coverage of this topic in particular. And I, I just want to highlight what you already mentioned, but it's just being comfortable and allowing room for improvement. Once you're able to put a product or a service out there and seeing how it lands, you're able to figure out how to make it better. Know where to make adjustments, and know where things are where they should be, where where they're working, where it's hitting. And I think that that's such an amazing time to not take it personally, not think that it's a fault on on your end or your team's end, but just knowing, hey, this is for people out there, right? And is it working for them? That's the ultimate goal. You want things to to work for right yourself and and your team but it has to fulfill a need. I, I think that, that ultimately that's something that we all crave.
3: I agree with everything that we've said so far. I just think that sometimes too, people get to a point where they're stuck. Like they have these visions, they have these goals that they write out. They plan out per the minute or the second how they want it to play out. But then when they get to the point where it's time to actually start working on them, they're stuck. And they're just like, why am I doing this? Can I do this? Is it worth the risk of me failing? And it's also, you got you get all the self-doubt that starts creeping in and you're just like, I don't know if I can do this. I know for me, that was like a big thing. because So for anchors, I do a little bit of this and a little bit of that, but a lot of it has been lately working on the website. And I have always been into coding and always been into designing, but... I didn't go to school for that. So when I was self-teaching myself how to code and doing work that was pretty decent, apparently, (laughs) according to uh, people I had did some work for. And then when I actually started focusing even more on my hobby and kind of thinking like, oh, maybe I'll turn this into this little side hustle. I definitely had some self-doubts. I was not confident in putting myself out there because I'm just like, I didn't go to school for this. This isn't what I do on a daily basis. My degree is completely different from what I am trying to do as a side hustle. Yet I had people around me who were saying, we've seen your work. You do amazing work and it looks really good. They're like, you can get paid for this. Why don't you do this? And I think for me, though, it was just the lack of confidence and the self-doubt and the fear of, OK, if I do this and I fail, what does that mean? But I think in order for you to make the boss move and become that boss CEO that you want to be and that you deserve to be, you have to unstick yourself and just go for it. You have to take a step back, take a deep breath, identify what's really holding you back. If it's self-doubt, if it's self-fear, you need to give yourself some positive pep talk especially if other people around you are giving you that same positive feedback saying you got this. And if they're willing to support you, then you have the push that you need. Use those supportive friends, those supportive family members, even supportive strangers. Use those people to be your push to get you unstuck and to go for it. And then if you aren't fully confident still. Find something to do. Like, I know for me, I started working with a few different codings and I started doing coding challenges and design challenges for websites just cuz. I was like, if I can start doing these things and like get my name somewhere and people give me positive feedback or even critical feedback and tell me, hey, like this is where you need to change a couple of things to make it a little better. Or why don't you try this? It's a little easier. It's a little more coding, but it'll make the process a lot easier for your customers that visit the website or whatever. There are ways for you to get unstuck. You can start by doing some different activities. It can even be just journaling. And if it's self-doubt, start figuring out what it is that is making you feel like you can't do what you need to do. And then always, if you don't think it's the right time, walk away from it. I know I started doing some design work for some people. I finished out their stuff and more people wanted me to do it, but I was just like, it's too much. I don't have the time. On top of everything else that was going on in my life, I was just like, no, I can't do it right now. So I did. I walked away from it. And then within the last year and a half, I've been doing more coding and website design outside of my regular job. And it's been very fulfilling. So I think it's just you need to figure out the time frame that works best for you. And if it comes to a point where you feel like it's not the right time, you need to tell yourself, "Okay, step away. And if it's something you want to do, you will definitely come back to it. And then also finding somebody to be that person to keep you accountable. I know my anchors team is definitely my accountability partners. <laughs> they push me and they tell me all the time, like, I got this. And I can tell, go to them and tell them when I'm stressing out or if I had a really good day and I designed something really good. And I love their feedback because they tell me where I can fix things or just tell me that it's really good. So just having those people in your corner are also amazing things as well.
2: I think having those people in your corner is really just so important because we're all our own worst critics and that can be so hard. Like I know for me Uh personally, the amount of things that I've brought into classes or pitches or something, I'm like, this isn't what I wanted it to be if I had had more time. And then people are like, no, this is like really good. You did a great job. And I'm like, is it? Is it? And I just sometimes can't see it. And then I have to walk out and be like, oh my gosh, you're like your own worst critic. This is like, pick yourself up and like be better. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> I agree. I agree with all that. And I think one thing that Taylor said that really made me think in terms of a support system, I think oftentimes we go into a project and endeavor our business expecting the people we know to support us or in, in our corner. Of course, which is really great, but sometimes you have to understand as well. Sometimes it's those strangers, those people that you don't know about, who are your biggest support system. But as much as you want your friends, Mm -hmm. your family, everybody, it's off and it's sad. But I think as you get to be a boss and as you really, the business journey, I mean, the business aspect can take a toll on you and emotionally as well because you're like, I'm starting this bookstore. And I know my family's going to got my siblings, my cousins, people are going to come out. And then when you realize the only five people who really show up are people you posted on Instagram, find out about it and came. But one thing you cannot do is let that keep you down. You have to keep going. And I think that's where accountability comes relative to you having accountability partner who keep you going and seeing it as an opportunity. And Sarah Lee's, I know you were looking like you wanted to say something.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think all the topics that we've touched on, getting unstuck, moving forward, even though it's not perfect, and having a a, a focus and vision ultimately culminate in successes and challenges during the process. This is inevitable because for a lot of us, this is territory that we're first entering. There's a lot of unknowns. And I think that ultimately during the process, you want to take some time to step back and do some reflecting personally and professionally. You want to think about where you are mentally, (laughs) about the support systems around you, about the resources around you, the personal and professional partnerships and connections you've made, and then also where your business is going. And sometimes because we're so focused on the hustle and because we're so focused on the keep it moving, keep it going. It's, we don't take enough time to think about what went great, what has been going great, and taking the time to sit in that and congratulate ourselves and, and to celebrate that. And then also thinking really about when things haven't gone well, what was the cause of that? How can we record it and do our best to make sure that that risk is mitigated in the future? And thinking about anchors specifically, I know in the past we've had such great events that we've left with a high. We've got awesome feedback and we're just thinking about the next step. What's the next event gonna be? How are we gonna bring our community together? And we found out that for our next event that the venue was closing or that the guest speaker is no longer available. And then we hit a lull. And I think that at some point, we all kind of were concerned about keeping the momentum. Are people still thinking and engaging with anchors? And we had to take some time to think about how to move forward. And we've done pivots. And ultimately, that led us to starting this podcast, which was so unbelievably exciting. But we're really just We were able to take some time to reflect on what has gone well and what we want to continue moving forward with, and then taking some time to to learn from what went wrong, what didn't go our way. And ultimately, I think that this has helped us grow. It's made us stronger as a team. And I think that just taking account of where you are and learning from those obstacles is so valuable. I don't know if you all have anything in addition to offer with that.
3: No, I think you pretty much covered it, Sarah. I mean, I think we all did, honestly. We each brought our own experiences and our own thoughts to what it is to make boss moves. And I think that's all we can do is just share our experiences with one another finding people that have like experiences even different experiences from something other than what you are doing is definitely going to help push you in the right direction
0: mm-hmm. and I think as you make boss moves you have to keep challenging yourself and always remember that there's nothing wrong with walking somewhere where you don't know everything and I think when we try to handle success and challenge we have this no it mentality but it's more or so as you become a boss, you realize sometimes people are gonna do better things than you are gonna know more than you. So one of the quotes I love to share with my friends are, if you are the smartest person in the room, then you're in the wrong room. As a boss, you gotta keep challenging yourself. You wanna be around people who have different strengths and skills so you can continue to evolve as a boss. As a boss is not, being a boss is not just a destination where you arrive. It is a continuous journey that we have to go through every day as CEOs, and as women. So you have to keep challenging yourself, learning, and know that you bring something to the table just like everybody else. So this was so amazing. I hope this was helpful. Thank you, Sarah, Lee, Erin, and Taylor, for honestly, this, this was amazing, for just bringing all your input. And we hope you CEOs had the chance to learn, had the chance to get some nuggets that you're gonna be able to not only implement in your business, but also in your life as well. Don't let these tips go to waste. Go out there, be a boss, be a beast, and rock your world like the CEO you are, okay? Thank you for joining us and see you next time. Thank you for joining us this week on the Balance CEO Podcast. Check us out on our website at anchors.com. That is anchors.com. A-N-K-O-R-Z dot Or look us up on social media at Anchors LLC for more information about us and today's podcast. As always, subscribe to Spotify and iTunes to catch each episode. And leave us a review wherever you're listening from so we can continue to give you new, fresh content. See you next time.